Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, a reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Saturday, February the 3rd, 2024. It is the Feast of St. Blaise, and uh, it's also the fourth Saturday in Ordinary Time. Our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Mark. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. People were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in the boat by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at the place before them. When Jesus disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. So as I was praying about this reading, let's see some of the common themes here. Rest from labor. The apostles had just been out evangelizing. We talked about that in the sermon yesterday. And now Jesus wants to pull them away to a deserted place. But there is such a frenzy right now over what Jesus is doing. In a good way, I mean that. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and they know this, and the people are just coming out from every different direction. And Jesus feels pity for the crowds. They are like sheep without a shepherd. So he begins to teach them. As I was saying before in the Gospel of Mark at the very beginning, I mean, the other Gospels do this too, but I feel like Mark just does it a lot. He gives these just basic summary descriptions of what he is doing and therefore what we should be doing, what our faith is all about. And it's sometimes things we don't think of. Like, I was just thinking, I, and I mention this all the time because I've been in some frustrated, frustrating situations where like you have to come up with a mission statement for a parish and we're coming, trying to come up with all these creative things. And I feel like saying sometimes, why don't we just announce to everybody around us that our mission statement is ready for this to heal the sick, to drive out demons, to proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand. I mean, what else does Jesus do? You know, like, I mean, he does lots of things, but this is his mission that he says over and over again, also lots and lots of prayer. Jesus is praying all the time, which is interesting because he's God, right? But he's not praying to himself. It's that back and forth that happens between the father and the son. And Jesus came to draw us into that, that back and forth, that love, which Thomas Aquinas says is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is incarnate love, the love that literally exists between the Father and the Son that Jesus is going to eventually give to us to live within us. So the mission statement of the church is these things. So the apostles have just been out doing these things and they're exhausted. So Jesus continues to give the people a little teaching, but he wants, like, I guess what I... What's coming to me in prayer as I'm as I was praying about the reading and as I'm talking about it now, Jesus came to bring us home. Heaven is our true home. Jesus wants us to experience home while we're here on earth. 
And while home may involve television, <laughs> right? Games, movies, I don't know, everybody doing their homework. Uh, home involves video games these days and cell phones and whatever else. Shooting some hoops outside. Maybe running some laps around the neighborhood for some exercise, riding one's bike. The main thing about home is that there is love there. And there's growth. There's teaching that goes on. But it's, it's a certain level of comfort, but it's a comfort in the truth. It's not merely worldly comfort, but it's a comfort in the truth. They have just been out working hard, evangelizing, spreading the kingdom. Why? Because they want to bring all those people home. Jesus has pity on the crowds. Why? Because they're not home. They're like orphans. That's what that means. Sheep without a shepherd. They're orphans. And he wants to bring them home. Home isn't some physical place, although we will build churches over the next 2,000 years after this reading happens, right? But, and so parishes, one of, what's one of the main mission statements of a parish? What should it be? It's to become home to the followers of Jesus Christ. Why does Jesus want to take the apostles out into the desert? Because he wants to create a home for them, even if it's only temporary, because, yeah, they're going to move on. They, they have their work to do. But, Rest from labor. Rest from labor. And it involves teaching. I've been reading since the Feast of St. John Bosco last week. I've been reading. I love every so often. There's certain saints that I just love and I love to imitate them. And so I read their life stories, uh, you know, again and again and again to just continue to get that inspiration from them. So I've been reading St. John Bosco and what he did for these boys. You know, they didn't always have a physical place. He created these oratories, he created ultimately orphanages, but they were so scattered, especially at the beginning. But what was he doing with these boys? He was creating home for them. He was, for the homeless ones, he was trying to find them a place to sleep where they would get regular meals. For the ones that weren't homeless but still came to him every day, he tried to provide a place whereby they would have lots and lots of fun but also grow closer to God. So there's a teaching element. Once again, parents being the primary educators of their children. We always want to go back to that in the church, the importance of teaching in the home. It's more important. What the kids learn in their home is more important than anything they'll ever learn anywhere else. And I think we're all, we're in agreement on this, you know, church writings, church leaders, saints, they all say this. So Don Bosco, St. John Bosco, prepared homes for these boys where their hearts could be formed, where they could feel loved, where they could be taught, where they could find rest. A lot of these young boys were, this was the Industrial Revolution, and they were working. Some of them are homeless. They're sleeping in gutters, but they're working every day because it was necessary. They didn't go to school. They were just working, working, working for very cheap uh, wages. So I was thinking, as this world is not our home, it's not our permanent home, we might create a little home for ourselves in this world, a house, apartment, what have you, row home, town home, I don't know. Some people are fortunate to have many homes, you know, one in the mountains, one down at the beach. The world, though, is filled with chaos, 
And this is one thing, you know, as we're just striving to figure out our own lives and we're striving to figure out what is God calling me to do uh, for my families, but also to build up his kingdom. This is a theme that I think is very, very important, that building of community and creating a home. And I think a lot of times our parishes and our schools are failing because we've stopped doing that. We've become, I mean, I love America, but there are flaws in American society. One is that we're way too uh, activist and pragmatic. So our parishes have become a place where we do this and do this and do this. Whereas when they were founded by poor immigrants, they were a home for the immigrants. They were their second home. Maybe for some of them, even their first home because they were sleeping in somebody's closet or basement or something. When we think about schools, very often our Catholic schools, just a lot of different places where I've worked, they've become factories for, I mean, I use that term a little tongue in cheek, but they've become these institutions whereby we do this and do this and do this. We want to get to a good college. We want to get a good sports scholarship. We want to accomplish this and win this award as opposed to it being a home. There's one school where I worked where, I mean, I guess I've seen this in all the schools where I've worked to some degree or another, but the one school that was my favorite out of all of them, it produced a home sort of an atmosphere. And there were rich kids there. There were poor kids there. Some of these poor kids lived in horrible neighborhoods. They didn't want to go to their homes where their parents lived. Very often it was just a single parent. They liked to stay in the school because the school provided a place for them where they enjoyed learning and they enjoyed being with these people, both the adults and the children, and they enjoyed the sports and just the different things because it gave them a feeling of belonging. It gave them a sense of home. One thing that was very sad was that in my later days of working at that particular school, they started uh, having stricter rules for the end of the school day that you weren't allowed in this hallway, you weren't allowed here, you weren't allowed there. Um, Locking down parts of the building so that it would encourage the kids to just leave. And I feel as if part of the mission of that school was to create home. I realize there's legal issues. There's all the logistics to be worked out. I'm glad more and more with our schools, we have cameras everywhere to uh, make sure that funny business isn't going on. But still, there is that reality that we as the church need to create home. We need to create a place and a feeling of this is where I belong. This is where I go. I was just thinking of... um, different saints. Of course, Our Lady. When you read St. Louis de Montfort and he talks about the Blessed Mother, she's a mother. And what do moms do? They create the home. They're the heart of the home. Mary brings her followers together. Mary encourages us to form prayer groups with each other. Mary wants, because there's something innate in the human person that moms know all about better than anybody. And that's why moms create the home for their children. Whatever that means, I mean, moms have big challenges nowadays, and they do it in all sorts of different ways. But this is what Our Lady does for all of us and for our souls. She wants us to be drawn together into communities, into prayer groups. She wants us to have institutions that are homey, right? That where we're learning, but we're also being loved, and we're feeling like we're part of something. But I think of all the great saints. St. John Bosco, I just mentioned. Uh, He formed his oratories for boys. St. Philip Neri formed oratories as well. They were for priests, and eventually lay people started hanging out there too. And it reformed the city of Rome back in the uh, 1500s. St. Charles Barameo knew that there was a crisis in the priesthood in the 1500s, 
and he invented seminaries. And he also just drew his priests more and more together in their rectories and common rectories. And he reached out to them and prayed with them. He became a father to his priests. And he wrote a treatise on how to be a good bishop. And it was all about this. Being a father to your priests and creating homes for them. Creating, even if it's not the physical home, it's that feeling of home. Like, hey, we're all going to get together. We're going to talk and support each other, pray together, have meals together. Pope John Paul II tried to do this with the whole world by inventing World Youth Days and by going all over the world to gather people together for weeks at a time. He also founded the JP2 Institute on Marriage and Family, which nowadays has a bunch of people working there that don't follow church teaching. So I don't know what's going on there, but he founded uh, schools, Pope John Paul did, to bring people together to learn his theology of the body, to learn church teachings and to really be able to live it together, to study it together, to, um, you know, live that sort of a life. Many people in the spirit of John Paul II around the world have founded similar things, little schools and little just places where, you know, adults can live together while they're studying and just really form that sense of community. Um, Mother Seton and St. John Newman and the creation of Catholic schools in America. In the early days, it was very much doing this, creating that feeling of home. Padre Pio, it wasn't enough for him to cure all these sick people. Of course, Jesus through him. He founded a hospital right near the friary where there would be a place where the people could come and then he could regularly be with them and pray with them instead of it being so hit and miss. Apostles founded churches. Benedict, St. Benedict, St. Patrick, St. Boniface, St. Bernard founding monasteries everywhere they went to maintain that spirit of home. I think of St. Damien of Molokai and how he went to this island where all these lepers were just off the off of Hawaii, near Hawaii, this little island where people were just dying. And he went there, even though it killed him in the long run by catching leprosy, he created a sense of home on that island. He did beautiful things. And eventually he brought in all these sisters and other priests and brothers to continue his work. But he brought those people together. He built up the church, the parish there. He built different institutions to help the people, but also just creating that spirit of family in an island that had been destitute of all such things before he got there. An island that was just filled with negativity. I remember for a couple of years when I was doing high school ministry and working very closely with a good friend of mine, uh, the retreat ministry that we did together. And I hope to see more of this as time goes by, where, you know, we made the kids into a community. And he himself actually, well, I did a little bit of this too, but he was so successful, this friend of mine, in uh, getting these kids to pray together, sometimes by the hundreds. Imagine a bunch of teenagers in this day and age that have, because they're they're finding something in the church, we should all be doing this. It shouldn't be such a rare thing. But a bunch of teenagers finding a home together in the Lord and then wanting so much of it. And yeah, that's success. So guess what happened? The institutional church shut him down because we can't have that. We can't have kids getting together, praying together all the time because <laughs> there might be some legal issue or something. That, and instead of trying to work it out, well, even with the homeschool co-op that I founded, instead of trying to work out our issues, they allow the issue to be the reason to shut the thing down. When in reality... What was I doing? What was he doing? Creating homes, creating a place and a time, a space 
where people could get together, feel supported, pray together, and grow together in the Lord. And we, we know what families do. Very often people don't have a strong family of origin. Uh, but yeah, when there is a good family of origin, yeah, that's a place that you can go to. It's a place that you can fall back on. It's a place where you can feel loved and supported. That's what it's supposed to be. And as a church, in case I haven't stated it already enough in this sermon yet, this is what we're supposed to be doing, providing home. Very often in our ministry, it's all hit and miss. So one thing that's crucial for providing a home for whoever it is that we minister to is what Pope John Paul would say all the time. If you're a man, you're called to be father. If you're a woman, you're called to be mother. And that's not just for the kids that we have biologically given birth to. But this is our one of the reasons we were created, one of the things that we were made for, to be mother and father to the human race, especially to those under our care, those around us, those in need. When I think about just being in the classroom, it can't just be about learning these facts and get out or sit there still, follow the rules, or get out. It needs to be a, a, a feeling, yeah, yeah, you have healthy boundaries, you try to maintain control, but there needs to be a sense of, this is a good place, these are good people, I enjoy coming here, I'm going to now let my guard down, and we're going to learn together about Jesus, and how the kingdom of heaven has come to us, and... Jesus wants to enter our hearts, and hopefully we invite him in more and more and more. Jesus, of course, is the center of the home, the source of home. Specifically in the Eucharist, Jesus is the source of our unity. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.